It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, joined in studio now by State Senator Steve McClure. Senator, thanks for taking time with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Greg. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Uh, so uh, there's so much to get to. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I guess let's start real quick here uh, to talk about the latest on energy. Um, we talked briefly about that before the break. Uh, it seems that uh, discussions have somewhat fallen apart on a comprehensive measure, uh, but still some looking to get something for the nuclear industry as they've now filed for uh, decommissioning some of the final steps to, to close down two of their plants in Illinois. What's your latest understanding of where we're at with those discussions? That everything's still stalled. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the governor's office needs to be more flexible. And I, I think that it's it's something that could potentially be worked out by labor and by the environmentalists. But... Um, you know, I think three different entities trying to negotiate at the same time kind of is where the big hiccup is. Um, so we'll see what happens from here on out. Obviously, these are going to be very significant and important negotiations as we move forward. But the ultimate end to this should be something that makes sense. Uh, and I think a lot of things that I've heard proposals do not make sense. So with uh, what's been on the table before was a closure of coal-fired plants by 2035. There could have been some leeway if they had a uh, provable carbon capture type of system. Uh, but then you had the other elements of the the nuclear subsidies. Some people within your caucus, uh, Senator Sue Rezin, saying that we should move with a standalone uh, subsidy for the nuclear industry. I also talked with uh, Republican State Representative Mark Batnick yesterday, and he he indicated he would much rather see the federal government step in and provide any kind of assistance because Illinois can't go at this alone just because of the reality that, you know, even though we have borders, that doesn't deal with anything when it comes to energy policy and where you get energy from the grid and it could push jobs elsewhere. So uh, how what is the best approach to focus on some of the, the nuclear facilities? Well, I think the best approach is to look at things from a national perspective. Uh, you know, one of the things that would happen under some of these proposals is that we would no longer produce energy in Illinois, and it would then have to be bought from Indiana. So the net effect on the environment is the exact same. It's just a political question of is this being done in Illinois versus Indiana, and so you do have to kind of look at it as a nationwide issue. Um, and as far as what uh, Leader Rezin said and others have said, you know, she's representing her district just like I'm representing my district, and all that some of us have nuclear power plants in the district. Some of us have other facilities. So um, it's it's an eclectic mix of people, uh, an, an eclectic mix of groups. And so that's part of why this is so difficult to negotiate. State Senator Steve McClure joining us in studio here on the WMAY morning news feed. A uh, bunch of other things to get to. Uh, the reason I brought you on was because you went to Lollapalooza, right? Uh, and you shared a picture <laughs> recently of uh, meeting a, uh, a celebrity that I think a lot of people in our age group um, want to meet. Uh, tell us about that experience. So I was, I was in downtown Chicago. I was walking to a restaurant, and I was walking by the Waldorf Astoria. And as I'm walking by to meet some friends of mine, there's this huge group of people there. And like I mean, an entourage. Not even an entourage. Like a huge group of just regular people okay. all gathering in this alley. And so I'm like, you know, like anybody else, what is this all about? Sure. And literally... All these people were lined up, and Post Malone was right there, just, I guess, greeting people. And this was just true of all the people walking by in the streets. So they were like, he had to have probably talked to and, and seen, I don't know, hundreds of people. Wow. And, and so you weren't actually at Lollapalooza. That was you not just at, saw him on the streets yes, in Chicago because yes. he was performing at Lollapalooza. Yes, this was on Sunday. 
And I'm walking by again. This there's this commotion, and then you can see on social media he had to have met with I don't know how many people he met with, but you know you're walking by, you see, you see oh gee, there's Post Malone. Let me go. <laughs> yeah. Let me go say hi. So it was a really random, totally cool experience. That's and, wild. Uh, Are you a fan of Post Malone? I am. I am. Yeah, I think he's great. And you know, it was good to see so many people at Lollapalooza. I mean, one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen. Uh, well, so did you attend the 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 festival? Uh, I was actually in town for a sports uh, convention, gotcha. so I did not in- attend the festival, but I did see him the next day. So the the festival's kind of drawn some criticism for having you know a bunch of people gather together, uh, not wearing masks, while you know you got the CDC saying that we have to wear masks now, even if you're vaccinated. Um, so we could hear something from the governor this afternoon concerning schools and masks. That at least that's what's being reported in some media circles. What what's your latest understanding? Do you guys get briefings at all on? What the governor may be pulling, uh, you know, out in a in a news statement, or what do you expect happening? Well, I I, I don't want to speculate, but I can tell you that from my perspective, the, any mask mandates should be done at the local level for schools, with the input of parents and with the input of students and teachers. And so, uh, to me, any you know, as we've done from the beginning, we have been advocating for myself and the Senate Republicans for local control over things and you know it's a very different situation in springfield than it is in chicago or other places and that's just naturally occurring um and so it should be a local decision so i would just emphasize to anybody uh from the governor's office that let the locals make the decisions here uh because uh covid19 is affecting different areas Quite differently, quite frankly. Is this something that needs to be up to uh, the body of elected officials through the Illinois General Assembly? Uh, meaning, you guys getting together, holding hearings about the science, holding hearings about the data, having the votes publicly to uh, represent these individual districts across the state, instead of just having one person make these, what two years ago would have been thought drastic decisions? Yeah, I mean, again, we've been saying from the beginning here as well that uh, the legislature should be involved, and uh, I think hearings are important. The transparency issue has been out there from the beginning of this, and decisions that are made behind the scenes, we've been, you know, and as you know, well, Craig, we've been trying to get data for a long time now, um, and asking for these things before decisions are made, because many decisions do seem to be arbitrary. So... You know, the more transparency, the better. And the more transparency, you can get the public to go along with you because at least they understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. When you don't have transparency, it just leaves a lot of people wondering what is going on, and it makes people less likely to follow any guidance from the governor. State Senator Steve McClure with us in studio on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, something else I anticipate the governor being asked about is uh, how the uh, the latest CDC eviction moratorium, even though it was refined, uh, is going to impact Illinois. Uh, from your understanding, how are property owner uh, owners that, that rent their properties out going to be impacted by this? Well, one of the big phone calls, uh, one of the big groups of phone calls I have been receiving is people that are renting property. And they say, you know, I've got, you know, this person that's living here, they have not been affected by COVID. They didn't lose their job. They're still going to work. They're an essential worker. They're still getting, or they're still getting their benefits and they're just choosing not to pay rent. And, uh, you know, this has been a conversation between myself and the governor's office for a while now. And I've been very upset by the fact that these people who are not affected by COVID financially uh, basically just don't have to pay rent. So uh, any any detrimental effect for the people that are renting these properties is something that's very concerning for me because 
at what point do these people, you know, I mean, with every stimulus check that people have received, they haven't been able to pay rent, that sort of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's concerning to me. Um, and we need to also look out for property owners. Uh, and so... I guess we'll see what happens. State Senator Steve McClure, one last thing here in just about uh, 30 seconds. Uh, the New York City uh, imposing a mandate for people to show a vaccine uh, status before going into a restaurant. I don't know your vaccine status, but uh, you know, what's your take on uh, whether or not you're vaccinated? You have to prove that to somebody. That's ridiculous. You know, I am vaccinated. However, if uh, a person chooses not to get vaccinated, um, that's their right. As or what if, what if people who are vaccinated just don't want to have to show their papers? Right. Or forget it at home. You know, in New York, it's a pain to go anywhere. So uh, showing up and forgetting something at home would be a real big problem there. So I think it's it's not something that we should do.